The following is a paid program and is meant for educational information only and is the sole opinion of today's sponsors. A full inspection of your situation is suggested before taking any action. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. And it's a call-in show, so I'm going to open the phone lines right now and say, if you want to know something about your house, this is the time to do it because we've got time. (laughs) I'm Dave Alexander. This is Brock Emmons. Hey. Brock is from Triangle Radiant Barrier, but that's not the only kind of work you've done. Uh, That I've done done? personally or or the company? What have you done? What have I done? Uh, Wow. I've been in contracting a little over 15 years. Uh, Started off just doing standard, you know, insulation a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, That kind of progressed. Uh, We opened up a general construction company in Texas, uh, a while back, uh, we did a lot of roofing and, and insurance claims. So after major storms, we yeah. do siding and gutters and windows and yeah. that type of stuff. Here in the, the Triangle, when we moved up here about five years ago, we opened up a crawl space company. That's kind of how we started. We knew there was a big market up here, and a lot of customers up here were having issues with, with moisture and, and dampness in the crawl space, mold growth. Uh, and, and we thought that'd be a great industry to get into, and it, it's really grown from there. Now we're a one-stop shop when it comes to either crawl space or attic insulation. So if you've got a question about anything in your house, throw it out there. I won't know a single thing. <laughs> we, we decided early on in this show, my role is not to dish out advice. Although, in the last six months to two years, I have hired more contractors to be in my house than I care to think of. Uh, really? And I'm getting to the point where I'm bold. <laughs> I'm speaking up. And I know the difference between hiring somebody who, you know, whose whose name is hand-painted on the side of their truck. Uh, yeah. When mm-hmm. I say hand-painted, I mean with with a can, right. with rattle can, Krylon. Out-of-state plates. Out-of-state plates. And, out of state yeah. plates and, <laughs> and by the way, not only will he fix your attic and your plumbing – and electrical, but don't tell anybody. He will also help you send a fax. <laughs> and he's a notary, right? He does like nine different other things. Nine jobs, that's right. But the point is, you can either go with somebody with some experience and who does stuff to the point of being a professional, or you cannot. And I'm learning that. Yeah, you know, finding a – it's something that we've all kind of run into is finding contractors that we feel like we can trust. Right. Um, the, the best advice that I have for any homeowner out there that's trying to find a contractor to do any, any matter of work at the home mm-hmm. is try to do your research online. I, I, I know a lot of people like, uh, just Googling something real quick in the right. first two or three that pop up there. Dig a little deeper. Look into the reviews. Try to find out if, um, they're in good standing with the Better Business Bureau. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reviews are really important, especially if people take the time to sit down at their computer and write up whether it's good or bad information about the company. Right. Um, that's how my wife does a lot of her shopping. She goes after the reviews first. So that's that's really something that I always recommend focusing on is do a little bit more research before you bring that guy in to give you an estimate. And there are one-person shows, that is, one-person companies that are perfectly fine mm-hmm. for what that what that project is the only thing i i always bring up to my wife about you know so and so does this it's like the fella at the state fair who says this thing is great it'll cut this it'll cut the right 
He's doing the demonstration at the booth, and then he says, it's got a 100% warranty. Come back next week, and I won't be here. Right? It's a state fair. He's going to be in Nebraska next That's right. week. That's right? right? If something's not right, you want somebody who's, number one, been here a while, but number two, going to stay a while. Yeah, and, and you know, one-man shows aren't necessarily always a bad thing. I mean, I, I know a, a gentleman that he is the only one who, you know, he works for himself. He's by yeah. himself. Yeah. He is a master at his craft. Right. Uh, and he's he's going to be a lot cheaper than bringing in one of these other companies. The problem is, is those are what we like to call unicorns. Yeah. There are not many. There's 150 guys other guys that's that do right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So if you can find that one guy <laughs> who cuts you a great deal and does excellent work, uh, all the power to you. I just I wouldn't hold your breath that you're going to run into those very often. All right, folks have probably figured out. Hey, he didn't introduce his other guest today because we don't have another guest. You're our other guest. Uh oh. Call up nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine. Eight six zero nine seven eight three. We'll get you on the radio. You ask a question of Brock about Triangle Radiant Barrier and about attic insulation and about what else? What else? Really anything. Uh, any of our listeners, if you guys have questions about uh, home efficiency or home projects or, or things that you're thinking about trying to do at your house, I, I I've been doing this a long time, so I can normally give you a pretty good idea and guide you in the right direction of what you should be looking for. All right. I, I want to talk about how bad it's got to be for Brock because he works a lot of time in the attic. That's right. Yeah. And this week has been brutal. I, I, I feel like I've lost some good weight this week. Really? Uh, you just sweated it <laughs> yeah, off. I just sweated it off. <laughs> now, the, the attic is notoriously hot. You're yeah. trying to lower the temperature in the attics, but when you're there, mm-hmm. what kind of temperatures do people experience in the attic? That's a good question. So normally when homeowners reach out to us, they're trying to do some sort of energy assessment. Listen, our bills are high. Mm -hmm. The top floor, we can't cool off. You know, going up the stairwell, you hit this heat gap uh, uh, where the the temperature is just so drastic from, from your top floor to the bottom floor. And, you know, that can be a lot of different issues. That can be HVAC problems. That can be insulation problems. That can be window seal problems. So normally they call us out to do an assessment. So we want to get in there and do run tests on the air conditioner, run tests on the insulation, try to find out where they're losing their energy cost. You're running out with a thermometer? Yeah, it's a little laser. Uh, well, kind of like the laser that here at the the radio show that we we temp. You know, you walk in, we, we yep. got to get our temperature when we walk in. So it's one of those little laser temp guns. By uh, the way, you, uh, yeah, everybody who comes in to work at the radio station has to take their temperature before they do anything that's else. That's right. Did you you did wash your hands after you did that? I did. Yeah, good. Because the dirtiest thing in the entire radio station <laughs> is that it's thing. a thermometer. Everybody yeah. touches it. No, nope, I've All got right. hand sanitizer. So We're what's good. what's the temperature? In an attic. Well, actually, yesterday uh, we had a customer that called us out, same problem, having issues cooling off the house. And, and we got up into her attic and, and temped underneath the roof deck at 153. Wow. Uh, we temped uh, interior support joist. Now, that's the back of the roof deck. Okay, so that's going to be the hottest part of the attic. Uh-huh. Uh, but we te- uh, temperature to interior joist uh, for the attic, and that temped out at 137. Wow. And then we temped the ground right on top of the existing insulation, and that was about 127. Wow. So on a 95-degree day, 
on average, your attic is typically in or between 35 and 40 degrees warmer than it is outside. Right. Now, if your air handling unit and your duct work is in your attic, then there is a good reason to try to insulate underneath your roof and cool mm-hmm. off the attic as much as possible. See, it, I I don't have an attic, but I've got I got one of these Cape Cods with you know this small sort of crawl spacey kind of thing up above the rooms, kind of like a little pop up entrance that you have to push up to get yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming it's super hot. The previous owner put in. Well, when he had it built, he had a ridge vent, Great. which is you know the top of the top of the house. It's right. a little teeny tiny roof on top of a roof, roof, and air is supposed to move through there. And then he went ahead and put a fan in. Well, that's that's good, yeah. uh, definitely. Uh, ventilate. A lot of people don't understand how important attic ventilation is. Yeah, that's another thing that we're looking at when we come out to do an energy assessment. Because if you have real thick insulation. Uh, and we ran into this uh, a couple of weeks ago. She had, I don't know, 18 inches deep of, of thick insulation, plenty <laughs> wow. of insulation. She had no ridge vent. She had no soffit vents. She had two gable vents. Now, her right, attic, What's a gable vent? Gable vent. It's, it's on the gable? Yeah, yeah. So if you're standing on the outside of the house, your house is an A-frame. Yeah. The gable vent is right there kind of close to the roof on the side of the house, that little triangular vent oh, right yes. underneath the roof. Yes. Uh, and unfortunately, her attic was very hot. There was just not a good way to get that heat out of the attic. So yeah. her issue was not insulation. It wasn't air conditioning. It wasn't windows or thermostat. It was attic ventilation. So we did a solar attic fan, solved her problem. Did you put it in the gable vent or no, at the gable vent? Normally, the ones that you find in a gable vent are electric. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not a huge fan of electric fans. Um, their their electric motors last about five six years before they go out. You have yeah, to have it replaced. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the solar attic fans are not counterproductive like the electric fans are. You're using electricity to cool off your attic to save on electricity. Right. The solar attic fans, obviously, there is is no electrical charge, and those have 25 year warranties, so they don't break very often. See, here's the thing. I can't get to mine. I can't get to the burned out motor. I can't. Well, I mean, we we had a we had a uh, bonus room uh-huh. filled it out. Had friends who were going to do drywall for me. I said, That's great. And I said, just you know, come on by. I'll see you at two o'clock. Right. They came by at eleven thirty because they wanted to do me a you know a favor. Mm-hmm. So they finished the whole room out. I said, you know, right above there is the motor. That was where I wanted the door. They said, door? What door? We didn't hear no nothing about a door. So here's the thing. I can't get to it. Well, you can put in a door. I can put in a door. Yeah. I can cut a hole. Suppose, yeah, we can go up there and cut a hole and frame it, trim it out, and then put a little piece of drywall on it. you got another pop-up up there. But Yeah, that's fine. I have been amazed being a first-time homeowner, but it's been several years I've owned the home, but... First-time homeowner discovering things that were builder quality. Yes. A term that I thought was good meant <laughs> high superior. Oh, the builder chose it. Uh-huh. Builder quality is, well, they're never really going to care. Okay? It's okay stuff. It's not rental quality, right? Definitely depends on the builder. But okay. yes, absolutely. And you mentioned something about duct work. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is an interesting topic for me. I do 
so many inspections per week. Duck work, okay. Everybody knows duck work is is the the stuff that comes off of the air handling unit, and that's what feeds the air to the rest of your house. Right. There's two types of duck work, really. Now, modern duck work. We can go back and talk about some of the older stuff that some of the homes here in the Metroplex still have. Those old, you know, metal core. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the old school ones. Um, now everything is flex duck. And there are two options. There's either a black or gray plastic, which is what most people see. That's that's the most common. Right. And then there's silver ductwork. Now, silver ductwork is radiant barrier. It's a high-grade form of insulation. Okay. Silver ductwork goes in the attic. It's designed for high-heat environments. Yeah. Plastic ductwork goes in the crawl space. It's designed for moist, damp environments. All right, just to review, you're looking in, you're in your attic, and it's got silver ductwork. Good or bad? Good. Good. That okay, is what you silver. Want. So it should be shiny, like like Reynolds wrap. Yep, it's a reflective insulation. So it's designed specifically to be in high heat environments. In your crawl space is not. Okay. It's just not a heated environment. Under the house. Right. What should I have? That's where you want the plastic ductwork. That's the black. That's black or gray. There's black a couple of different types. Okay. Yeah. That's, and what are you finding? Uh, the opposite, actually. I, what's <laughs> weird is, again, doing insulation as long as I have, I've never seen black ductwork in an attic until I got up here to North Carolina. Yeah. So I'm not really sure the logic behind it, but I'm getting a lot of customers that are calling us out saying, listen, the air conditioner, they're running tests, everything's great. It's just the air is not as cool as it should be by yeah. the time it reaches the bedroom. Well, your ductwork is not insulated very well. All right, we're we're going to talk about the fix for that, okay? okay? Because many people may say, you know, I was up in the attic. They, they, they built it wrong. Mm. Now your choices are replace everything. Have somebody tear your house apart, or there's something else. There is something else. There is something. We're going to talk about the something else in just a moment. If you've got a question, especially about heating and air conditioning, you've got a question about insulation, you've got a, a question about uh, radiant barriers underneath your home, go ahead and call 919-860-9783. Making your home great. This is Making Your Home Great on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF News, Talk, Traffic, and Your Home Today. Making Your Home Great with Dave Alexander and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Okay, so the fellows who built my house, let's mm-hmm. you know, use me as an example. They didn't goof it up, but suppose they had. 22 years ago, they put in the wrong ductwork. Right. What should we then do? Well, so there's a couple of options. Uh, if the ductwork is wrong, what I mean when I say wrong, okay, yeah. North Carolina, it is code to use either the black ductwork or the silver ductwork, which right. is why I'm running into it so often. I've never seen black ductwork in an attic before. It's just North Carolina that allows that. So uh-huh. I'm not saying that necessarily the HVAC company, what they did was wrong. Yeah. It just could have been done better it could okay. have been done correctly they could have used the right material for the right job and clearly if they had both products in hand 
they should have put it in the right spot. Yeah, and you know, yeah. and the only reason that's confusing, I was, I was, you and I were kind of talking about this uh, a little earlier, and I was speaking to somebody outside. I've actually witnessed air conditioning companies uh-huh. carrying silver ductwork into the crawl space and carrying the black ductwork upstairs into the attic. Yeah. And I've noticed that these HVAC guys, they know a lot about air conditioning. Now, the really good ones, okay, they like streamline. Talking with the streamline guys, they were saying, oh, no, the silver stuff goes in the attic, the black stuff goes. They know what they're doing there. Right. But a lot of these don't know a lot about insulation. They just see it's ductwork, it hooks up to the air conditioner and put it in. So how do we correct this problem? Typically, if you have black ductwork in your attic, you are statistically going to have higher utility bills than a house that does not. Okay. So we can either, A, rip out all the ductwork and have it replaced, which is a small fortune. Oh, it is? Really? It is. It's pretty expensive. Yeah, there's a lot of labor involved, and you have to use a licensed HVAC company. So they're going to be that that whole thing. Option two is you insulate the rafters of your attic. You cool the attic off so much that having a reflective insulation on your ductwork is no longer very important Mm because it's not in a 140-degree attic. Mm -hmm. In most cases, it's actually cheaper to insulate the rafters of the attic than it would be to pull out all your ductwork and have it replaced. Yeah. So I'm an ROI guy. Everything I do is return on investment. So if we can achieve something with the cheaper option, I always try to focus on that. Okay. What kinds of insulation should I put in an attic or should they have put in the attic Mm. to reduce the temperature up there? Yeah, so if you're insulating an attic um, to, to cool off the attic space, that means we're insulating the rafters. There's there's really three options. We can either do a open or closed cell foam. Okay. So we go up there, we you know seal up the attic space. It essentially seals up all of your ventilation. You don't have any soffit vents. You don't have a ridge vent. It is sealed. No air in, no air out. This is something it sprays on and it solidifies right quick. That's that's right. It expands, fills up the cavity. Um, it's it's pretty nice. It works great, and yeah. it is the most effective insulation in the world. It okay. is also priced accordingly. All right. So it is a very expensive insulation. Radiant barrier gives you very close to the same impact. Okay, if a attic with spray foam had the roof, you know, spray foamed. On a 95-degree day, it might be 93 in the attic instead of 140. Right. Well, if you do that same attic with radiant barrier, it might be 104 instead of 104. The point is it's about 8 to 10 degrees difference at nearly triple the cost. Oh, okay. So uh, if you don't want to do foam, if you don't want to do a radiant barrier, you can do the old traditional batted insulation where you go in there and roll bats up in the attic. It's... Probably a waste of your money. It only cools it off about 15 degrees up there, so you still have a 125-degree attic. I did that. I did that. <laughs> did I, bought, I bought that stuff. Yeah. I mean, everybody who's got – when you say bad, it, it's the rolled stuff. That's right. Some of it's pink. Mm-hmm. A lot of it advertised with the Pink Panther. Uh, Owen's Coring. Yeah. Everybody's got that song now rolling through their head. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> but the point is – that's not as effective as what you generally use. So we were talking earlier about you know builder quality. Yeah. Right? Is that what it is? Batted insulation, blown in insulation, that is the cheapest cost yeah. insulation you can put in your home to pass minimum code. So okay. that is what most builders use. Um, I would not say it's overly effective. If you've ever been in your home and the air conditioner stopped working – 
mm-hmm. or your heater stopped working. The house is miserable. Yeah. That's because that's the insulation that's in there. It's okay. not able to do a very effective job. And that's generally what is put in a North Carolina brand new home. Yes. Again, depends on the builder. Uh, I okay. work with a few builders. They don't build homes unless they're foamed. That is yeah. just how they do things. They know it's more effective, and they know that uh, their homeowners are, are going to have a much higher quality result, mm-hmm. so it reflects better on the builder. Okay. So some of the builders know what they're doing. Some do not. It's funny. You mentioned Radiant Barrier. Mm-hmm. We all know Radiant Barrier. We know it from – I mentioned this before, you know, in every – in every um, TV show where somebody's come off the ocean, they, the Coast Guard pulls them in. The first thing they do is they wrap them. In a silver with, blanket. In a silver blanket. Right. It's a very thin silver blanket. Yeah. Is that what a radiant barrier really is? Yeah, those are those are radiant blankets. Um, radiant barriers are reflective insulation. See, most people are pretty familiar with R-rated insulations, R15, R20, R30, and so yeah. forth. It's a resistance rating. In layman's terms, it works like a sponge. Heat comes into the attic. The insulation absorbs the heat. Okay. Tries to slow down heat transfer. Spray foam, same thing. It absorbs the heat. Yeah. Radiant barrier doesn't absorb heat. It doesn't resist heat. It reflects it. So it doesn't have R-rated. It's low E, like low E windows, if you've ever had those installed. Um, it, it's more effective for hot climates. The further south you go, Texas, Oklahoma, Nevada, Arizona, mm-hmm. you run into a lot of radiant barrier. Further north you go, Chicago, Detroit, Jersey, New York, you run into a lot of spray foam. Okay. Spray foam is better for cold air movement because it air seals the space. Radiant barrier is better for high heat. It's designed to block radiant heat. That's what right. it's for, so... I've seen a photograph of you having finished a radiant barrier, and because they had an air handling unit up there, mm-hmm. it looked like the whole place was from NASA building. <laughs> right. right. Why are you wrapping the air handling unit? Uh, no, actually, we didn't wrap that air handling unit. They okay. uh, That was done prior to us showing up. That, oh. was, that was a form of radiant barrier that they refer to as a single bubble. It's a non-perforated material, so it helps with condensation. But when you're done, mm-hmm. it's the space is ready for drywall if you want it, mm-hmm. or if you don't. I just leave it up there. You can, yeah. It looks shiny. It, it it is. It's it's pretty. It's a lovely <laughs> look. All right. Anyway, call us up if you've got a question about this or anything else. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Making your home great. Well, we got one of the weirdest transitions coming up in just a little bit on this show. Uh, Making Your Home Great on the radio with Brock Emmons, Triangle Radiant Barrier, Dave Alexander from the radio. Uh, Making Your Home Great. Now, you talked about insulation, and you used the word batted. Yes. Which remind me of a question that just got kind of thrown at us during the commercial break. Bats. Right. (laughs) Yep. Now... I had this you, – you, you understand the fan the, – the electric fan that went out on my vent, mm-hmm. it was out for a while, and we had a windstorm, and it knocked down those louvered – the louvers 
the louvered louvers, the little plastic sure. flaps. On the gable vent. Yep. On, the, on the gable vent. So here's the thing. I think my attic may have been open to bat infestation. Yeah, it very well could have. I have heard of places where uh, bats are just living in the attic. Mm-hmm. How bad is that? Um, I see it every once in a while. Yeah. Typically in, in heavily wooded areas, you know, if I have a homeowner up from North Durham out there yeah. where, where there's a lot of woods is, is typically where I run into that. They they can cause some damage. Yeah. Um, you know, guano, if they defecate in the attic, um, right. it, it causes a lot of damage. Not only will it, it cause damage to the insulation, which would then need to be removed. The right. only time I recommend removing insulation is either due to water damage or fecal matter. Sure. Um, so if you do have a bad issue up there, you'd want to get all that stuff removed. And I have seen it so severe that it can cause damage to the drywall itself uh, just from the moisture and liquids that they're leaving in the attic. So yeah. you definitely want to try to fix that. You want to try to get all the bats out of the attic, patch up the hole to prevent them from coming back, and, and you're going to need to replace everything that was damaged. Wow. Let's talk about uh, the opposite end of the house. Okay. The crawl space. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, you know, we don't care about it unless we're storing stuff underneath there. Uh, we don't think about it until, you know, maybe. There's a problem. We, yeah, there's a problem. Right. Uh, you're going into crawl spaces all the time. What are you seeing? Oh, I see a little bit of everything. Um, it, you know, I've seen it all. Sometimes I'll go into a crawl space and it's it's next to flawless. Everything looks great. Yeah. They're not having a moisture issue. Yeah. I don't find evidence of standing water. Um, no mold growth. The plastic is done well. The insulation is good. And I normally give them a thumbs up. Hey, you're in good shape. I don't yeah. think you need to spend any money right now. But his neighbor right next door might have standing water in his crawl space and black and white mold growing on the subfloor. It's it's all over the map. Sometimes it depends on how low your home is, where the right. outside drainage is going. So there's a lot of variables. And the the difference between one home and another might be that the builder did something better in one house drainage normally right yeah we all have gutters right and you've probably seen the downspouts on the corner of the house you know Uh that bring the water down yep the really good builders they bury the downspouts okay they actually hook them into a black flex duck and it goes into the ground and carries the water out i have that like on three of three of them yeah that's that's great and my understanding is that they go 25 30 feet out Mm mm-hmm that's what I was told when I bought the house because there's a drain, a big cement, you know, duct or I don't know what you call it, but a big drain out on the back of the property. So they've they've angled things toward there. Right. But there are one or two that just drop water at the at base the of the house. Corner of the house. Sure. Yeah. That those are the ones we need to be paying close attention to. So when the water is dumped right on the corner of the foundation wall, you normally get an oversaturation of the foundation and that water comes up in the crawl space as groundwater. Okay. Now, do we really care? I don't. Well... I don't care at all, Brock. Yeah, some people don't. Okay. Should I? Yeah, the damage it can cause can be pretty severe. The the more water in the crawl space, the higher humidity. Mm -hmm. The higher the humidity... 
the more conducive the environment is for mold growth. Okay. And mold, I'm sure we all know, is not cheap to remediate, and you right. want to try to avoid that at all costs. Right. I actually had a conversation on this radio show years ago about um, uh, but bugs. Uh-huh. And termites love moist conditions. They do. So a termite guy, the first thing he does, the first thing the bug guy does is puts a puts a piece of machinery some electronics Mm -hmm. to to the wood underneath your house finds out what's the moisture content moisture content that's right do you do that uh we can um moisture content is uh we were talking about cause and effect yeah right moisture content is the effect so what they're doing when they're testing the moisture content is they're trying to find out how high the moisture is, obviously. But yeah. the moisture isn't just there. It's there because of high humidity. The humidity is the cause uh-huh. of that moisture. Right. And a lot of people say, well, what can we do to, to counteract that? You know, what, what steps can be taken? Well, if the humidity is too high in the crawl space, I recommend installing a dehumidifier, which is going to bring all the humidity into the 50s. Yeah. And now you've corrected just about every problem you can run into in a crawl space. Right. Now, this is the educational part, okay? I have people calling me all the time trying to get, why do I do this? Why do I do that? The dehumidifier is what does all the work. Yeah. Everything else you do in a crawl space is to assist the dehumidifier okay if you don't have plastic and we're running a dehumidifier it's running 24 hours a day yeah it's going to maintain humidity but it's always running now the plastic i have is just sheets of plastic it's there's nothing fancy about that i don't even think it's i don't even think it's that wide (laughs) i'm not an expert on my crawl space but my point is i see plastic there but i also see dirt yeah, and so it's, it's not done correctly. So no? you shouldn't see any dirt in your crawl space. You want plastic covering every square inch of the ground. Huh. But the plastic is to assist the dehumidifier, Yeah. right? So now it's running 18 hours a day. You right. seal the vents, it's running 14 hours a day. You encapsulate the crawl space, it's running four hours a day. All right. So All right. kind of makes sense? All right, I got a question. This is, you know, among the many questions that homeowners have always pondered and that they discuss at parties with their buddies, the flaps on my on my vents. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Do I open them in the summer? Do I close them in the summer? Do I open them in the winter? Do I close them in the winter? Do I just leave them alone? Because that's what I've done for the last 22 years. Uh, it's a good question. So... The, you're supposed to close them in the winter, have them open in the summer. Okay. okay? The All reason right. you're closing them in the winter is to try to prevent freezing cold air from flying through your crawl space, freezing up your pipes, and making your floor just about as unbearable as it can be without socks on. It would right? have to be an awfully <laughs> cold day yeah. in North Carolina ever to get to the point of bursting my pipes. Well, I, I see it a lot. You do? I do. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, again, a house that's in the woods and has tree coverage all the way around it does not yeah. see a ton of sunlight, and it's... 20 degrees outside sure it's really cold under that house okay so it it can't happen winter close flaps got it (laughs) i'm writing it down now summer open open yeah you want to get airflow under the house if you don't have an encapsulated crawl space and you don't have a dehumidifier you want to keep those vents open in the spring and the summer and try to get air circulation underneath the house it'll help help to keep the humidity low 
All right. If I was to employ you to encapsulate my crawl space, which sounds wonderful, <laughs> I'm going to encapsulate. I'm calling Triangle Radiant Barrier. Do you just have one solution? No, no. We have we have multiple solutions at different price points. Yay. Um, so, you know, what's depending the, on your budget. What's the cheap radio guy the price cheap point? Radio? What's the, what's I'll, I'll give you a good discount there, Dave. <laughs> okay, good. All right. That's good. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, what, what is the what, what are the three different ways that you can do this? No, it's a good question. So if you go to our website, which is triangleradiantbarrier.com, you're going to find a tab on there that's crawl space encapsulation. And if you click that and open it up, it's actually going to give you a several different options on, on ways to encapsulate your crawl space. All right. The, the number one, the lower – yeah, I don't need a lot work done, but I'm, you know, right. I, I'm cheap. What's that? What's the product? So that is a crawl barrier. That is a reflective, non-perforated radiant barrier, which can be mounted to all the exterior walls of the crawl space. It's the same theory as doing a spray foam or a rigid foam board. Yeah. So the point is we're not wanting humidity and moisture to come in through the exterior walls. It does that very effectively. Mm Mm-hmm. So if your insulation is serviceable, meaning I get down there and I take a look at your crawl space, the insulation's in good shape. Mm-hmm. You might have a little bit of mold, but you want to seal your crawl space. Yeah. Okay. You go with crawl barrier, which is pretty close to half the cost of of doing the foam options. Yeah. Now the caveat is again I mentioned you have to have good insulation. Mm-hmm. So if I get into your crawl space and all your insulation is poor, it's hanging down, it's waterlogged, it's falling yeah. apart. And we have to remove it. Yeah, that's when you want to seal your crawl space with a foam because per code you can leave that insulation out. So instead of incurring the cost to replace all of the insulation, yeah, put that cost towards the foam and encapsulate your crawl space with foam. Yeah, and you don't have to replace the insulation. So it also depends on what kind of situation we're dealing with. What do you mean? If the insulation's good or bad. Okay. All right. Well, that's and it's not as expensive as a lot of people think. I uh, constantly I'm getting people call. Oh, I want to seal my crawl space with foam. I hear the horror stories. It's yeah. ten, twelve thousand dollars. The last twelve thousand dollar crawl space I did was a was a twenty nine hundred square foot crawl space. Yeah, I don't it's have the that. size of a house yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. Most crawl spaces to seal can yeah. average anywhere between $2,500 and $4,500. That's about the average. Yeah. But a lot of people don't want to send anybody down there. <laughs> they, they don't want to hear the bad news. They don't want to hear the bad news. I know, I, I'm i that way. I Honestly, I, it's like the bat guano question. Yeah. I don't want to know whether there's bats up in my, in my attic. As long as I don't see anything on the other side of the drywall, I'm good. Well, if you can find a contractor that will give you good accurate, honest advice, then it's not so scary. Right. All right. We're talking with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. This radio program is called Making Your Home Great. We're brought to you by some great people, including Streamline Services, uh, Triangle Radiant Barrier, of course, Distinctive Remodeling, and Eddie Cassinave from Distinctive Remodeling is coming on this show next week. I want folks to tune in and if we don't hear from, if I don't hear from Bernard Mumford of Mumford Restoration about my ugly uh, lamp, we're going to call him. Is he doing the lamp? He's Did he doing take the it lamp. With? Okay. You, you didn't. You didn't see him. I do, I do remember now. That's what right. I have he is a, doing it. I thought it was a brass lamp, and it's the shape of a woman. 
And it turns out it's made with this very expensive metal called pot metal, (laughs) which he estimated the cost of the thing in 1918 would have been about $8. $8, that's right. I'm putting a little bit more into it to have it restored because it is something that I just want. It's a family heirloom, and I don't have many family heirlooms because my grandparents and parents never bought anything worth restoring. I'm eager to see it. I can't it's, wait to see the after. Thing. We will see it on the on the Facebook page. We'll get an update on that. So listen next week for Eddie Casanova, uh, the uh, Kitchen Casanova of Distinctive Remodeling. We're going to wrap this up in another couple of minutes. Call us up, 919-860-9783, making your home great. This is Making Your Home Great. Dave Alexander behind the big uh, microphone and, well, actually behind an equally large microphone is Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant <laughs> Barrier. Robert in Fuquay called up. Robert, great to hear from you. What's going on? Uh, okay, I bought a ranch house brand new about four years ago. Yes. And it has a blown-in attic insulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not above the unheated double garage. They said, oh, no, that would cause mold. Is that true? The double heated. No, the, it's the double garage. The It's a double bay garage, Robert? Correct. And it's unheated, and it's attached to the house, of course. They didn't yeah. insulate above it. Yeah, that, that's that's not going to be accurate. Most most builders do not insulate above the garage because it's not considered living space, and it's not required per code. I'm not really oh, sure. But they told me... It would create a mold issue. No, that would be the only way it would create a mold issue is if batted insulation prevented moisture from passing through it. And I have and, a ridge vents in the underneath the gutter things. Well, uh, let me soffit ask you, vents. Okay, that's good. Let me ask you, Robert. What's above the above the garage? Uh, a roof. Just a attic roof. space. Yeah. Just attic space. And, it just sounds like it's a no standard insulation on that area. None whatsoever. Yeah, that that's pretty common. Just about any house you go into, most of the time, they do not insulate above the garage. But so it is. Do you recommend that I should do that? Not unless you use your garage a lot as a, as a workspace. Um, oh. If you're out in your garage a lot, or your kitchen or surrounding rooms to the garage are, are being impacted by the heat of the garage, that's when I would recommend it. Well, see, that's why I called, because I was concerned more of that issue, although I haven't noticed that in this house. Well, that's that's good, but I wouldn't be concerned about it causing mold in your garage. No, okay. that's and another thing. This builder grade, we have carrier air, AC and heat. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This builder grade talk scares me. What should I expect? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we, when we were talking about building grade in the show earlier, we were referring to the ductwork. So. The ductwork that comes off of your air handling unit is your air handling unit in the attic, or is it yeah. underneath? And it is. I know uh, it has a silver ductwork. It does. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like at least the builder that you used was uh, competent enough to do the right kind of ductwork up there. So I'd but say you're in the right. Grade, no, I'm concerned. Like, oh, my AC is not going to last like very long. Or okay. 
Um, if it's a carrier unit, carrier units, train, American Standard, there's a lot of really good units out there. If the home is fairly new, that means it had to pass certain requirements to be installed. Uh-huh. Uh, normally, those units are are built to last pretty pretty well, normally yeah. between 10 and, and 15 had, years. Uh, I, I signed up for one of them contracts where they come twice a year. Yeah. That's Service plan. Thing. That is a good thing. Okay. Well, that w- thank you for uh, easing my mind. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for the call. Okay, Robert, bye-bye. thank you very much. Of course, when I talk about builder grade, I, I'm... I'm usually talking about the finish. Yeah, the cabinets and the cabinets. countertops. That's you know, right. the uh, the cabinets are wood. In fact, they have oak face, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful cabinets. But that little space between the floor and the cabinets, there, there's a little corner piece. Right. What it is is a piece of uh, particle board with a picture of wood on it. Yeah. Now, another couple of nickels, Yeah. right? A couple of couple of dollars when they were building the house, mm-hmm. they could have put, what would you call it, quarter round or three quarter? Quarter round, three quarter, yeah. Yeah. They could have put real wood there to match the other thing. No, no, no. They pour it. And the nails don't go into anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was able to, we were doing the floors. So I said, all right, well, I got to pull all these things off because there's another floor. Bing, I pull it off these long nails and they're stuck into nothing. Yeah. They just don't kick them. All right, Van in Fuquay Arena. Hi, Van. You're probably a builder, and you're going to complain about me talking about builder quality, aren't you? No, I wish I was. All right. Van, what's going on? What can we do for you? Well, I'm hearing uh, some problems about crawl space. Uh, I have a home that's built in 76. Okay. Rat style. Air-conditioned unit is a packaged unit outside the house, and I have metal ductwork. Yep. And I did insulate that about a year after we moved in. Uh, I'm getting, and I have had to crawl space wrapped in uh, the fiberglass or the vinyl uh, uh, wrapping. And also I have a dehumidifier that's been installed also. Excellent. Uh, but I'm getting a lot of condensation here from the ductwork. So uh, when it got, when it was raining pretty heavy last uh, couple of weeks ago, whatever, my uh, humidity was 61. The dehumidifier set at 51. So mm-hmm. is there anything else I need to be doing or well, should do? No, that's a great question. So the w- what we're, what you're trying to achieve is maintaining relative humidity in the crawl space somewhere right. between 50 and 60. Um, I normally, when we do a crawl space, we install thermal hygrometers, which link up to your phone and can send you emergency alerts in the event the humidity gets too high. And we normally yeah. set those to alert you at 65. Okay. So the question that I would have, there are different types of dehumidifiers. There are indoor dehumidifiers and there are crawl space dehumidifiers. Crawl space dehumidifiers have a tendency to do a larger volume of area. Okay, Mm -hmm. the indoor dehumidifiers cannot normally keep up with the amount of moisture that are in a crawl space. Do you know what type of dehumidifier you have down there? Uh, This is one that was provided to us by. It's picked up from one of the building suppliers. One of the building suppliers. Okay, so if it is an indoor, without seeing it, it's difficult. But if it is an indoor dehumidifier, more than likely that is the problem. If you got that removed and replaced with a crawl space dehumidifier, you shouldn't have condensation on your ducts anymore. That should keep the humidity down in the 50s and maintain it there. 
Okay. Um, now, listen, we all do free inspections. So in the event you'd like us to come out and take a peek at it, we can normally guide you in the right direction. You you can reach out to us at triangleradiantbarrier.com. Okay. All right. Well, I do appreciate that. You are very welcome. Thanks for the call. Van, thank you. All right. Now that, now that Van's thank off, you. yeah, take care. Uh, now that Van's off, you still listen to the station, what telephone number could he call? Uh, well, if, if uh, our, our telephone number is actually on the website itself, which, again, is, is triangleradiantbarrier.com, or you can reach out to us at our, our um, 919-986-8808. All right. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. 919, this is our number here for the show, 919-860-9783. Dave Alexander and Brock Emmons. Brock is with Triangle Radiant Barrier. He's the regular co-host on the show. And sometimes we'll have people in from, you know, from distinctive remodeling or closet factory or roof works on the show. And Brock's helping out in that manner. But today we're just talking about his specialty, which includes the radiant barriers under the house, uh, sorry, over the, in the attic and the crawl space remediation. Remediation, that's right. Mold. Mold. Let's talk about mold. You do this mold work. We do. Um, that That's a very large part of our business is mold remediation. And this is because they didn't call you 10 years ago about uh, crawl space, rem- you know. Yeah. The moisture's been too high, right? Right. Most of the time they've lived there for 15, 20 years. They didn't realize it was an issue, but they started smelling musty smells in the house. Yep. And as it turns out, they typically have a, a lot of mold growth underneath the home. All right. That used to be... The worst thing you could tell a homeowner. It, yeah, yeah, it'll run off a buyer. You gotta, you gotta actually get a specialty company to come out and do that to do it correctly. You're the specialty company. We're very good at you, what we do. How do you do this? It depends on how bad the mold is. Um, if it's minor, we can do spot treatment. If it's a little heavier, we have an option where we fog the crawl space with an antifungicide, yeah, uh, microbial fungicide. If it is really bad. We're one of the only companies in the state that does dry ice remediation. Now, you're grinning a little bit. I know most people are like, wait, what? You've got to get on YouTube and look this stuff up. We learned about it because the History Channel did a docu-series. That's how we found out about it. Yeah. But it's essentially a pressure washer. But instead of water, it's dry ice chips. It comes out at negative 127 degrees, freezes the mold dead on contact, and then cleans the wood like a pressure washer. (laughs) No chemicals. It is a chemical-free way to get rid of mold. And what does it look like when you're done? Uh, Like a brand-new lumber. It's unless the lumber itself has a lot of of deep stains, which were not mold. Okay, Uh, dry ice removes all organic staining. But if there's tar, you know, stuff that was impounded in the wood years ago, it's not going to remove those stains. But any type of organic staining, oh, it's gone. Looks brand new. Is it gone? And this is you can tell why I'm asking this question. Is it gone so much that the home inspector? hired by the person buying my house, uh-huh. is not going to notice. Yeah, actually, it ha- we have done that many times. Really? Inspectors come out, and they're like, oh, this is a brand new house. No, it's a 30-year-old home and, and all this. Look, And I'll show them before photos, and they're they're blown away. I'm not sure I'd want to show the before photos. <laughs> There's nothing in my house I want to show before photos. Oh, we, we got them. All right. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Call him. If you need some help, go to the website, 
TriangleRadiantBarrier.com. Um, any clothing, closing thoughts, like 10, 15 seconds worth of closing thoughts. If you guys are concerned about having to deal with a contractor in your home, okay, we do virtual estimates. So the inspection only takes about 10 minutes, and right. then we will set up a computer uh, and do the appointment then. And this is making your home great.